The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Colorado Equal Security. This is the newscast for episode 249. Uh, this is for the week of July 3rd. Alex, uh, happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day, Rob. Um, as Sublime once said, it's summertime and the living's easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. Um, you had any big plans for the holiday? You know, we're kind of taking it easy. Uh, we've got a few parties to go to and things like that. But we're not doing any traveling. A really. few parties is taking it easy. Well, over over the not on the fourth, but okay. like over the four or five days around yeah. the fourth of July. Our neighborhood always does a, a parade around the neighborhood. You know, some old cars and fire trucks and all that, and the kids, the kids like that. And then they have yeah. like some some pool games. They throw a bunch of coins in the pool. And, you know, oh a yeah, penny dive. Yep. That's and, always fun. Yeah, we do all that kind of stuff. So it'll be it'll be laid back. We'll be, we'll be hanging around the house. You know, no. I, I haven't sh- mentioned it on the show yet. I am fun employed now. You, you know, are fun we've, employed. We've talked about it on, on the show for uh, for the last couple of years that I've been an executive over at Red Canary. As of uh, early June, I, I, I kind of decided to take some time off with the family. Um, we, we've been on one big vacation. We have another one coming. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and looking forward to catching up with people in the, at the end of the summer when, when things slow down a little bit. Well, congrats, Rob. Um, I know it was a good run there at Red Canary, but... Um, Excited for you to be able to take some time awesome. off and well, thank you. enjoy your summer and maybe longer. And get pumped. I'm working out a lot, Alex, as, That's you, right. as you can tell. Getting by, jacked. Get, I'm getting jacked. I'm, I'm taking a story. I'm not taking a story, <laughs> except for that rash. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have some uh, stuff we probably need to talk about before yeah. we get into the podcast. Uh, Rob, we have a Slack channel. Oh, wow. We do. It's... Uh, I, I don't even know the numbers these days, yeah. but uh, there's lots somewhere of people in there. 2,500 and 3,000, somewhere in there. Somewhere in that range. Um, it's been pretty active lately. Yeah, I think really we've, we've been trying to get some people to uh, to talk more and, and be more active and own different parts of the, the workspace. So that's been good. Yeah, and the ownership, a lot of folks have, have had stepping up and, and helping drive conversation. It's been great. It's, I, I've a, I'll tell you, it's hard for me to keep up with. It is, for sure. So if you want to join, go to the website, colorado-security.com. Find the join Slack uh, button, click that, and then submit the form. We'll get you added. And while you're there, you should sign up for our mailing list. You know, we, we send out the show notes each month as the as the podcast gets published. Uh, but we also send out other important news like, like the upcoming uh, – volunteer opportunities we have and the picnic that we're going to talk in a little bit. This is your way to stay in the community. The The salary survey stuff we do goes yep. out through there. We don't, we don't send anything but stuff you're going to care about. So you should get signed up on the mailing list while you're at colorado-security.com. Exactly. Um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably doing it on some sort of podcast app. Uh, while you're there, it'd be great if you could rate us. Uh, hopefully it's a good rating and also subscribe so that this shows up in your uh, podcast queue automatically. And if there's, if you want to help us out, there's a couple things you could do to help. Number one, we would love it to see if you would tell a friend, help grow the Colorado security community. It's already the best in the country, but it can be better. If they're a part of it, it's going to be better. So help, help get some new folks to join us. And if you want to help financially support the show, we really appreciate those who, who provide cash. We, we use Patreon as our platform to help pay for the cost of the show. Um, and we do have a new patron this month. We do. Uh, Tracy Dawson who is uh, the CRO at, at uh, Nereus. Is that how it's pronounced? Do we know? Nereus. Nereus. Yeah. Nereus. Uh, anyway, uh, they're, I think, a, a new-ish uh, VAR in town. Uh, and so, they're here in Colorado. They're here in Colorado. Uh, so, based so Tracy, here. thank you for your support. We're yeah. looking forward to get to know you guys better in the coming days. All right. We have a, a couple more non-standard announcements before we get into the podcast. First, 
uh, we are doing our uh, second volunteer event with Colorado, Colorado Equal Security Gives Back. That's right. Okay, yeah. sorry, I forgot the That's branding. The name. I forgot the, the branding. Brand. Yep. Um, and it is on August fifth. Yeah. Um, there's been some information posted in the Slack workspace. Um, I have a to do to send out an email to the mailing list with some more information. Uh, but it's basically, all, but it is on the, the calendar of events already. Okay, it's so on the calendar. Folk, events. And it'll be in the newsletter under events. Yeah. So folks can look in the newsletter, and folks can also go into the calendar to find all the details. Yeah. So we're going to be volunteering to help at a, a fundraising event for Brent's place. Is that yep. that's what it's called? Um, Chris Abbey is helping us organize this, and uh, it, it's a great charity, and and we'll be helping it at sort of a carnival event yeah. and uh, making sure that that goes off really well. So Brent's place helps. Um, with costs for families of kids who are terminally ill at Colorado Children's Hospital. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, just a fantastic uh, charity, like you mentioned. They do it, this big like block party pick, or carnival type thing, and we're going to help them with setup and um, basically make sure that it's success, a successful event for them. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, also, the second thing, we're going to be doing our second annual summer picnic. That is going to be on August 26th, and we're doing that at Berkeley Lake Park. Um, you know where that is? Yeah, it's like it's, uh, Denver, right? it's I seventy and Sheridan, maybe. Okay, make it easier um, for our friends from the north. Yes, it is sort of centrally located. Um, it's by Berkeley Lake, so there's uh, you know some water there, which will be nice. And uh, we're going to be sending out more details on that soon. We're still doing the organizing, but mark that date, the twenty sixth of August. Uh, we would love to have everybody there. Fantastic. Thanks, Alex. Let's jump into the news. Um, did you see that TSA is rolling out some new facial recognition software at Denver International Airport? I did see that. Um, it's sort of interesting. They're, uh, they're doing this as it sounds like as a pilot uh, in some of the north checkpoint areas. The idea is that um, they'll be able to recognize you through the facial recognition, match you to your travel documents, and you won't even have to provide a boarding pass or you know, any other stuff like that. It would just automatically do that stuff for you. Again, theoretically, you whisk right through security and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, that, that's about all I know about it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very similar to what I get from Clear. You know, I use TSA Pre, TSA, or just the Clear product in addition to that means that you can use biometrics right. instead of having to have an ID. Um, but you do still need your your, your uh, boarding pass in that case. And, and this sounds like it gets rid of the need for a boarding pass. Yeah. The, the thing that um, I don't remember them addressing is, uh, you know, with clear uh, you have to register, right? Like, so you come in and they take pictures of your eyes and your fingerprints and stuff like that so that you can use biometrics. Um, I, the, I didn't really talk about how, how the process works to match up your face with your stuff, right? Like, I don't think there's a registration process. This is, seems a little more creepy in that that kind of sense. Yeah, I mean, the, the government is tracking where we go. This is a step along the way of them tracking us more, obviously. I think they're already doing it, regardless of whether we get the convenience right. out of it. Um, I, I get it if you don't like it. There, they, there's an opt-out option, but I think all you're doing is opting out of the convenience. I don't think right. you're opting out of the tracking. Right. If you're going to go through the, the security checkpoints at TSA, they're probably still going to take your picture with the, the software. And, and, they're, and they're, probably, they're probably comparing to make sure everyone who doesn't opt-in is using the right ID compared to their software anyway. Yeah. You're probably in the system. It's just a question... I, I'm just guessing this is right. all alleged that don't, don't come after me, TSA. I don't know what you're doing, but this, this would make sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, like it or not, it's coming to, it's actually at DIA. I haven't seen it yet, but, uh, it'll be but it's seen you. It's seen me. <laughs> all right. Uh, up next, 
uh, Cherry Cricket, which is, of course, a you know beloved Denver hamburger restaurant, has opened a new location uh, down near us in Littleton, Rob. Yeah, I, I'm actually excited to try it. You know, Cherry Cricket is, I think, frequently known as the best burger in Colorado, whether it's the best or one of the best. Either way, it's obviously debatable. Um, I was really surprised a few years ago when they put in a new Cherry Cricket right by the ballpark right. down in Lodo um, and happily surprised. Um, I actually think I like the, that location better than I like the original yeah. cricket location. Uh, it's hard to park at the original one. Well, and it's um, because it's so old and like all the tables are jammed together. Yeah. It's hard to move around yeah. in there. I mean, the, the, there, there's some kitschiness to that, right? Yeah. Like that, that's kind of how the original one is, but, uh, but yes, yeah. uh, that new one's nice and yeah. uh, nice and big. Um, well, anyway, they have a new one on Littleton Boulevard, downtown Littleton. Uh, I haven't been there, but you have, what's I the have. reviews? Yeah, it's great. Um, the, you know, similar, same food to other cherry cricket locations. It's nice and spacious and, uh, they have a little outdoor patio area with um, cornhole and some other stuff like that. So kind of an indoor-outdoor kind of thing, and it's, I, it's very nice. I know. I said they said that they replaced the previous restaurant's parking lot with outdoor seating. So are you now you're parking on the, streets somewhere nearby? There is still some parking lot. I think that they added some additional parking to what was there before. Okay. Um, it, we didn't have a problem parking, yeah. even though it was crowded. So, is so. The, does it feel more like the the Lodo one or the original? Um, it, it feels like. More like the Lodo one, okay. but, you know, sort of a suburban version of the, okay. the Lodo one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I enjoy Cherry Cricket. You know, they, their green chili burgers are probably the, probably the best thing there. Yeah, it's good cool. stuff. All right. Uh, next, this is a really surprising story to me. Um, at least it came out of nowhere from my perspective. Maybe those in the know saw it coming. Uh, Ball Corp, which is like the big company headquartered over in Golden who makes, they make all the cans for, I think, most soda and right. beer cans, really, like I know for Coors at least, right? Um, they all they own a, a wholly obsessed of, of theirs is, is Ball Aerospace. Yep. Um, and they are currently considering selling off Ball Aerospace. Yeah. Um, they didn't really go into any details about why they wanted to sell it, other than um, maybe now it's a, it's a good time for it being. Um, it sounded like overvalued, right. like you know, more value in selling it than keeping the business. And yeah. I mean, obviously as a business, if that's the case, you probably want to do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it could make sense. I, I don't know a lot about that business and I'm not going to pretend to, but you know, you could say hypothetically that, you know, owning, if you're a manufacturing company that makes cans, the level of regulatory and like right. industry nuance of aerospace, it's just different. Right. And, and if there's a company out there, you know, think of like a Lockheed or a ULA who, who's all, all they do is focus on that. There's a much lower additional cost by having all that other stuff added on. Um, and you know, Ball Corp is a 10,000 person. No, no, it was bigger than that, right? 20,000 person company. Uh, yeah, sounds right. I don't remember the numbers and, and exactly. I, and I think Ball Aerospace was 6,000. So yeah. it was, it was a, you know, a significant portion, but not anywhere near the majority of the company. I would also think this would probably be a fairly easy transaction also, just because of the nature of the business. I have to believe that Ball Aerospace is uh, probably pretty well uh, sectioned off from the rest of right. Ball Corp, right? So it's yeah. it's another entity anyway, just owned by the company. So probably easy to sell. And you yeah. know, if they get a good price for it, good for them. Just just to correct myself, it's 21,000 for the Ball Corp overall and 6,000 for Ball Aerospace. Oh, okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, moving on to the next. Uh, this is actually, um, this is a story from a travel blog that I follow. And uh, it's funny, I think this is the second or third time we've gotten a story from them um, into the into the news. But this is about Boom Aerospace or sorry, Boom Supersonic. And the, the title is it says Boom Supersonic inches closer to legitimacy as doubts remain. Yeah, um, it, it, interesting. We've talked about Boom Supersonic on, on the show a, yeah. a number of times. 
And as I read this article, I'm like, oh yeah, they made some big claims about timelines. They right. made some. They talked. Made some splash about this. This uh, you know the sales they've made and this this deal they had with Rolls Royce to do the engine. And this article kind of goes through this and says, hey, they made claims about timelines and they keep slipping. Right. You know, the sales seem to be mostly contingent sales. The Rolls Royce pulled out of their engine deal, so there was a lot of doubts about boom's ability to deliver and this article says but recently it's kind of turned around yeah so it sounds like they are getting close closer to actually uh having things to test and they have a a new partnership for the engines uh other things like that i I do think it's funny also that you know most of the articles we've read are local articles either probably denver business journal or um you know denver post or things like that and and they've all been pretty favorable but it's, you know, hey, local company right. is, is doing good stuff. So it is interesting to see the, the other side of that from uh, from some skepticism from some other yeah. people. I, I wouldn't call this necessarily like unfavorable. I would say that they're they're skeptical. That's a good word for it. And, yeah. And and I think everyone's excited about the promise of uh, basically sub or, or what do you call yeah. it? Sub, post sonic. What's above Su- sonic? Supersonic. Super supersonic. Okay, that's the name of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> um, about supersonic flight across the ocean um, for, and they're saying the cost should be approximately the same as a business class ticket. Right. Like, okay, like that sounds expensive, but man, if you're doing business travel, you can get there in a few hours instead of ten hours. Yeah, it probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, they continue to move in the right direction, and uh, one of these days we have actual planes to see. All right. So. I know I feel like we beat the Casa Bonita drum a ton, but I found this one really interesting. Um, not, not all of the updates are all that interesting, but this one to me was, you know, they, they've opened um, for kind of a limited release where people who are on their mailing list can get like, timed entry tickets to, to go to Casa Bonita. Um, the first experiment taught them that it, with this experience where you buy tickets in advance, people don't tip. Right. right. That's been their experience so far. So did they put big signs on the door saying, start tipping your jerks? What did they, they do, Alex? Instead, they decided to go the other way and uh, they just include tip as part of the price. So uh, no tipping at Casa Bonita, um, yeah. which, you know, there are some restaurants that have gone this direction. But for the most part, you know, in, in the restaurant industry, it is still a tip based industry. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, one of the things that I also learned from this article was um, I think it's forty dollars a person. Um, for a ticket for adults, uh, for adults. Um, and that includes food. Of course you get unlimited soap appears, yeah. but it also includes, you know, a, a non-alcoholic drink also mm-hmm. like fountain, so, drink, yeah. fountain drink. So, um, and I was trying to think what my original thought was, you know, $40. I mean, uh, Casa Bonita is cool, but that seems like kind of expensive for, you know, you take you, you and your, you and your kids you know, and your wife, whatever and you're, you're at right. 120 bucks. Right. Yeah. It's not cheap. Um, but then when you think about it, if there's no tip, yeah. If there's uh, if it includes a drink, which these days, like you buy a, a, a soft drink at a restaurant, it could be three, four dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the food is good, which it's supposed to be, then, you know, that's not actually a horrible and, deal. And there's experience there, too. Right. You're, you don't go to Casa Bonita because it's the most convenient, fastest place to go. Right. Right? You're going because you want to have a night out at Casa Bonita. And for a night out, it's actually quite affordable. That's true. And, you know, if you're, you're not going for. 45 minutes, you're going probably for an hour and a half, two hours. Right. I'm guessing. The, the article also mentioned that as they made the decision to to not allow tips, that they more than doubled the the pay for all of the service employees. Yeah. So they went from 14... Uh, to like was, 30. It was 14, 27 an hour plus tips. They realized, hey, you're not getting tipped. So they went from 14 to $30 an hour. Yeah. Um, so pretty cool. I, I'm really glad that this is how, it, how what they chose to do. Personally... 
I would love to see this everywhere, like just standardize paying people the right wage, jack my price up to the appropriate level so I can't pretend I can't afford it. Like, let's just do it, right? And yep. um, I, I'm glad that they're leading the way. And the article also dropped the fact that they that uh, the owners dropped $40 million on the renovation. I yeah. know we talked about it before. It just kind of still blows my mind. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of episodes of South Park. You're going to have to have a lot of people come through there to make that $40 million back. But I'm- about about a, a million, right? About, <laughs> about a million of them. About a million. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's get into the security uh, stories. Uh, we have a blog actually from Optiv. Um, we don't tend to, to get a lot of Optiv blogs in here. So um, it's been a trend lately, though. They've had some good trend. stuff. Uh, this one is talking about the changes to the 2023 OWASP top 10 for API security, not the, the regular um, OWASP top 10 for AppSec, but for APIs. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they list the whole 10 here and then and then Optiv goes into describing the changes from previous years. Yep. Um, there's actually a, a new uh, a new item on the list here. Uh, I can't read it and talk at the same time. What's the, what is it? Uh, or, or I forget which one it is. Is it uh, the, the broken object? Uh, broken pro- object level authorization. Or uh, that that's number one. Yeah. Number two is broken authentication. Number three is broken object property level oh, it's, authorization. It's the third one. It's, third it's one. the property level authorization that's the new. So I, I, I can't read this and talk at the same time. So rather than rather than try to do that, let's say that if you are interested in API security, it seems like a good blog to figure out what are the new risks. Um, for most of us out there, if you're not interested, it probably means you should be because you, you probably don't have enough visibility into what APIs are on in your environment. It's worth taking a look at this. Yeah. Um, there, the API top 10 is so great, uh, partially because it is so different from the regular AppSec top 10. APIs are you know, fundamentally different, and it's good to see that there's been that, uh, that differentiation. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, next we have a blog from Red Canary. Uh, I, I find that you know, Red Canary always does these really cool deep dives into stuff that you didn't know you should be interested in, and this is no exception to that. Um, this is talking about ROPC, um, which, is, which is a... Uh, a setting within is it auth auth zero or sorry I'm, within um, OAuth OAuth I mean um, within OAuth that allows you even though you require MFA for most identities you can have specific accounts that do not require MFA um, and and the reason being hey I've got a, a legacy application that needs to authenticate I I got to give it a static username and password well as you can imagine. You know, it's it's a nice feature to have for backwards compatibility compatibility, but it's also a really nice feature if you're an attacker right. trying to look through these identities to figure out which ones um, don't require MFA. Yeah, um, and then obviously you find those. Um, it's much easier to attack. Of course, uh, with all Red Canary blogs, there's a whole lot of detail in here. Uh, they give lots of examples using um, Azure AD uh, and going into you know what these grants look like and. Uh, you know, how you could see someone using them and other things like that. Uh, and also like figuring out which applications like you might be using that, su- that still need to support ROPC. Um, you know, obviously if you don't need it, you want to get rid of it so that uh, there isn't right. that loophole. I, I so. think, I think keeping a list of your applications that still have ROPC enabled as a thing for you to over time work through is a really good idea. You know, maybe put it in your, your policy exceptions, wherever you track those things. Uh, and then on a regular basis, you just go back to it and say, hey, is, did this still need to be here? Are, are we in a place now where we can start turning these off? Otherwise, they just yeah. linger forever and it becomes a way for the attackers to circumvent your MFA. Exactly. Good stuff. 
All right, next we have a blog post from Ping Identity. Um, this is uh, around the benefit, the top benefits of single sign-on and why it's important to your business. So I, I was mentioning before we recorded, when I, when I first read it, I'm like, yeah, this seems really like maybe marketing fluff just from the from the, the title. But I dove in, and I think there's actually some really good um, some good points about why it's important. It's not it's not for those of you who already have been doing MFA for right. years or, or as a single sign-on for years. This is for those folks who are who are trying to figure out does it make sense to put a project in place. Yes, this is sort of the opposite of the Red Canary blog. There's not a lot of technical details here, uh, but there is a lot of good basic information um, about SSO, how you would use it, why you should use it, and the benefits that you have uh, from using it. So uh, if that is of interest to you, check that one out. Yeah, we, we get a lot of folks talking about, hey, how do I get into the security industry. Well, if you don't know about single sign-on, read this and, right. and now you'll, you'll be conversational at least. All right. Um, next, uh, we have a blog from Zvilo talking about AI and machine learning and cybersecurity. Um, I think Rob, again, we were talking earlier, this one on the face of it, you think, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, more buzzwords, right? More, more buzzwords about what we're doing. But this, again, this is a really good, um, uh, article about AI and, and machine learning, talking a little bit about history, what it what it is, and then uh, where it is used in uh, different types of applications. Yeah, the, the the first section where they're going through the different types of of AI, I, I was you know I've read that a lot of different places, a lot of different times. But the second section, they they're they're talking about applications of AI and machine learning and cybersecurity. They've got a list of I don't know is it fifteen or so uh, specific examples of places it's used. Um, you know, for fraud detection, phishing detection, vulnerability management, all these areas and like, okay, like a paragraph describing how AI is helping enable that. I think it's, it's nice. It's nice to read where vendors have already started to find these places to be valuable. Yeah. I mean, some places that you might not have even thought about. Um, and then of course, after that, they do have a, a section also on the, the challenges and considerations you should have when thinking about using AI and ML in these areas you know, risks and, uh, and things to consider like bias and systems and, and other yeah. pieces like that. Yeah. It's, it's a good article. And, and once again, appreciate Zvilo putting that out there f for all of us for free. So, you know, take a read. All right. Uh, last article. Um, this one, um, I think we just got in here just because it's uh, sort of a celebratory article. Yeah. Uh, logarithm is celebrating 20 years. Hard to believe that logarithm has been around 20 years. Yeah. Um, but they have. Yeah. Really cool stuff. They've, they've obviously been, one of the found, you know, cornerstones of the security community in Colorado for the last couple of decades. Um, they've they've also grown their their product, you know, beyond just you know I think of them as a sim company, but you know they have NDR. Um, they've they've got um, their Axon uh, product, which allows them to integrate with a bunch of other tools. Uh, they're they're really um, they're they're growing and trying to expand and really push things forward. And it's nice to see a local company still kicking and 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 doing well after two decades. That's right. Good All right. Stuff. That is it for news. Next, we can jump over to our events. Uh, as a reminder, we do have that calendar of events at colorado-security.com. You can see all the stuff coming up this summer. Um, July actually has a good number of stuff. J June was pretty dead, but July is uh, coming yeah, back. A little bit. It. It, it's still slower than normal, but yeah, it's, it's summer. But there are a few things. Anyway, first, um, on the 12th of July, ISSA Denver is doing their July meeting, both DTC and downtown. Yeah, if you want to do lunch in the DTC and dinner downtown, you can have two meals with uh, with some security folks. There you go. On the 18th, uh, we have Let's Talk Software Security talking about applying AI to AppSec. Hey. So this is this is happening. Uh, on the 20th, uh, CSA Colorado is doing their July meeting, getting your hands dirty, exploring exploits with ChatGPT. 
speaking of AI, right? Right. Um, on the 26th, ISC squared Pikes Peak down in the Springs. They have their July meeting. And then back on the 5th. We've got our, our Colorado Equal Security Gives Back event at Brent's Place. Yeah. And, and just a reminder, on the tw- on the 26th, we don't have it out yet, but we would love to have you at the picnic. Details coming soon. All right. Let's jump over to jobs. Let's do it. Uh, first, City of Lafayette is looking for a senior network and security administrator. First Bank, Colorado Bank for you. That's right. Is hiring an info security analyst. Proofpoint is looking for a security solution analyst too. Kaiser Permanente is hiring a VP. VPs at Kaiser are a pretty high-level position. That is right? a high-level position. This is uh, this is not necessarily the same level as you'd get at most companies. They're hiring a VP of Technical Risk Management. Yes. Is that is um, that Jason Zelmer's type that, of? That, that was yes, that was his role, and it's been several people. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah since then, but, he left yeah. a while ago. But yep. interesting. Uh, Maxar is looking for a Product Engineering Information Security Manager. Olympus is hiring a Principal Product Cybersecurity Engineer. And I didn't look at it too closely, but I assume that's the camera maker. So I actually did look because oh. I was curious. Um, it w- they do medical medical technology, which I, I kind of wondered if it still was because right. medical imaging could be the camera right. maker. But at least this this company that this is for does medical technology. All right. Uh, Perforce is looking for a head of product security. The Federal Bureau of Investigations, the FBI, uh, is looking to hire a special agent focused on cybersecurity. Yes. Fastly is looking for an IAM security architect. And finally, Microsoft is hiring a principal security architect that can be located here in Colorado. It can. Awesome. Well, guys, that is it for the news. And that we don't have an interview this week. It's summer. Because we're slackers and it's summer yeah. and there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. <laughs> As we, we start the show with one, we end it with one. Uh, very good. Uh, we'll get another interview one of these days. And But you guys got to make sure you join us uh, next month for our August podcast will be the 250th episode of the show that's a big milestone and considering yes. the fact that we're not doing a weekly podcast anymore it's probably the last big milestone we're ever going to hit here it's very possible <laughs> that will be the last big milestone 50 more episodes that's that's a long way in the future um, but we would love to, to to not only celebrate with you guys on the podcast but celebrate with you in person at the picnic um, so we'll, we'll have some fun there to talk about it there too sounds good all right we'll talk to you guys next month thanks rob Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.